Next on BYUSN, blue goggles on for BYU football. Everyone's excited for the defense specifically, but are we too excited? Yeah, is it just the newness that has us excited or is it something else we will certainly discuss? Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, March 29th. I am Spencer Linton, alongside a man who is perma-excited about life, Jason Shepard. Uh, sure, yeah, I'll go with that today, even after a tough baseball loss last tough night. Tough baseball loss, but look, here. Look, I'm doing the show with you today. <laughs> Tomorrow is Major League Baseball opening day. I was, I was getting to that, yes. You got a, got, a fun, got a fun weekend coming up. So yeah, look, I, you're not gonna you're not gonna get me complaining about anything today, okay? O opening day for Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah. yeah, this you, is this is your time, my friend. Are you gonna be wearing Orioles gear tomorrow? Um, I'll be sporting my Cardinals gear. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, unless if they'll allow me to wear a hat specifically. Can I wear a hat tomorrow? With the white front? <laughs> yes. Okay. I talked to you about uh, that. We talked about my, it in the office my yesterday. Hat yes. For sure. Yes. There are plenty of reasons to be excited. Yes. For sure, including. About today's show in yes. general. Yeah, and we were just talking about this. Without seeing a snap, are we too excited for BYU football's defense? The answer, probably no. Uh, Brian Logan stops by Studio B to preview Friday's BYU football alumni game. We'll also talk to him about the BYU defense. How many Cougars are getting drafted in the latest ESPN mock draft? There's a new seven-round mock draft that came out. Love that. And our latest Deep Blue features gymnastics Anissa Alvarado here are today's headlines. Beginning with BYU football, continuing spring practice today, BYU safety Talon Alfrey has alluded to the amount of live practices this spring being perfecto. It's been good to, that we can uh, display, you know, full live tackling reps during practice. And um, the coaching staff and strength staff have, you know, structured our schedule where we can, you know, practice full live and then we'll take a day rest lift meetings and then you know next day we'll practice live again so you know they're they're setting us up for success um and so and we're not you know hitting live every single day it's like every other day so it's been a lot of fun and of course we like football we like to hit and so it's been it's been awesome everyone trying to find that proper and perfect balance we'll speak with wide receiver chase roberts after practice tonight you can hear that interview tomorrow on the show at uh you know the time noon eastern byu baseball lost to utah valley last night nine to eight in orem the wolverines scored five unearned runs in the bottom of the ninth inning to beat the cougars at home for the first time since 2012. byu jumping back into conference play tomorrow beginning a three-game series on the road at gonzaga 9 p.m eastern time you can listen to the games on byu radio BYU Gymnastics in Los Angeles for the NCAA Regionals. A play-in scenario to reach the four-team meet later this week. BYU has to beat a conference rival, Boise State, today at 5 Eastern in Poly Pavilion to earn the right to move on. Of note, BYU did beat Boise State in the MRGC Championships when they finished second only to Southern Utah. Women's golf continues play at the Anue Anue Spring Break Classic today in Hawaii. BYU currently eighth. Round three is underway right now. The team right now is seven over over in the islands. Track and field begins the 95th Clyde Littlefield Texas Relays today with the decathlon happening right about now. Cougars will divide and conquer later this week 
as they also head to the Stanford Invitational on Friday. Ashley Hatch was called up to the U.S. Women's National Team and will report for training early next week. USA will be playing two friendlies against Ireland. The first will be April 8th in Austin, Texas. The second, April 11th in St. Louis. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Cause I will never switch up, switch up. You gon' have to keep up, keep up. And I don't wait for the love, good love. Yeah, this is my run, my run. Cause I will never One of your all-time favorite 80s songs. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Pointer Sisters. <laughs> on cue, my friend. I knew you would pick up on that. Yes. Uh, we're all excited for BYU football. And naturally, when you bring in some new blood, new coaches, new staff, there's a new feel, a new excitement. Everyone's talking about the new atmosphere, the new energy. We're all excited, Jason. But... When you look at the defensive side of the ball specifically with Jay Hill, where the biggest change was made on the staff, and yeah, you and I have bought in big time with this, as have the team and everybody else in the athletic offices. Are we too excited too soon for this new look BYU defense? Look, at, at this time of year, probably, but you know what? That's okay. That's what this time of year is all about. You don't have anything on the field to look at and analyze and go over at nauseum about, you know, how this went and how this didn't work and how that looked. All we have is our own expectations, the excitement of the new staff and the energy that they're bringing. And I think that that really, I think, is what most of the excitement right now boils down to. It's having a guy like Jay Hill come in, and he was on this show after being hired, and you could see the passion that he has. You've seen the success that he has, certainly from the coaching tree that he comes from. To be able to add that on that side of the football and, and see what he's been able to do, that gets people excited. And then you see the staff that he's you know, hired around him. That all these, you know, you have former Cougars that are coming back, guys that have had success other places. Sione Puha, not, not only was a fantastic player at the University of Utah, but played in the NFL for several years. A fantastic recruiter. All of these things generate this buzz that this time of yeah. year is all yeah. we have to hang on to because we don't have games yet. Sure. So I, I, the answer is probably yes, but that's okay. That's what this time of year is all about. It's to get excited and to anticipate what we hope is going to be a really fun year. Does excitement impact expectations unfairly? That is something else we will discuss in just a moment. But first, I want to dive into the why we are so excited. What is the impetus? What is the driving force behind this? Does it come back to Jay Hill? It, like, is, is he the guy that's now generating all of this I think it excitement? starts there. Because he's the guy that brought in Sione Puja and... Kelly Papinga, and now BYU's defense has a whole new feel from a staff perspective. Jay Hill is the reason BYU has Eddie Heckard now, who was uh, an FCS All-American defensive back at Weber State. And let, let's be honest, Sione Puha and Jay Hill and Kelly Papinga are the reason that so many new players are showing up at BYU, Jason, right? Like the Boise State guys specifically? Come on, we can't. Let's not kid ourselves. There's a reason why Jackson Cravens and Isaiah Banya, those guys come from Boise State to BYU because of the Kelly Papinga connection. So why? 
and I, I think it's it starts with Jay Hill. But do we need to temper the excitement and expectations to be fair to Jay Hill? Because I, I, I hesitate to just all of a sudden say, BYU's defense is going to be worlds different next year after one season, knowing that they're also going into the Big 12. So I, I want to be fair to the situation, too. I don't want to heap expectations on Jay Hill and say, hey, BYU's defense was essentially, depending on which metric you look at, bottom fourth of college football. It was not good last year. Now they're going to be top fourth. You know, they're going to be in the top. They're going to be a top 33 defense. Like, that just, it feels too crazy. What is a fair expectation with this excitement in play? See, I know sometimes they don't go hand in hand, but I think if you're being true to the situation, you can be both excited for the opportunity that presents itself, but also still be realistic enough to realize it is going to take some time. It doesn't have to be night and day from one day to the next. You can see improvement along the way. It's the same thing as going into the Big 12. To, to expect to win the conference year one, you would love to do that, of course. But if you're being realistic about it, it's going to take some time to be able to ramp up to the level that you're going to need to play at year in and year out. I think it's the same on the defensive side. It's the same on the offensive side. The whole program, everybody that takes this step that BYU is taking now, everyone that has done this prior has all had stepping stones that they've had to, to get to along the way. There's been some times where things were a little sketchy, but you have to go through that in order to come out on the other side better. So I think you can be both excited about what you see and hear. And the other part about the excitement is it's not just coming from hearing what Jay Hill talks about and the coaches talk about. It's hearing the players and their excitement and how excited they are with what they're seeing and the, the things that they're seeing day in and day out at practice that we don't necessarily get a chance to see. They see those, that incremental improvement. They see what excites them, and that gets fans excited. So I think you can be both excited and realistic that it is going to take some time, and that is okay. It's okay <laughs> to know it's going to take some time. That's fine. That's the process. Excitement and expectations are two different things. They are intertwined in a fan's mind, whether you want them to be or not. So you got to find a balance because if you get overly excited, it's like, man, maybe BYU – is going to win the Big 12 next year, or at least have the best defense in the Big 12 next year. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. You know as well as I do. Come on. The first time BYU loses a game, there are going to be fans that go on social media Those and they're going to rant and rave that the season is lost because BYU lost one game. And that's ridiculous. Well, uh, maybe, let's give them some credit. Now BYU's playing in a conference, so maybe they won't do that after <laughs> one loss. They're not independent anymore, okay? Yeah. So maybe there's, there's more context there. So uh, I'll defend the fans on that, right? But your point is valid. When, when something bad happens, it's like, what? I thought everything was going to be better. We, we have to be careful. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give an example here. Okay, if, and, and humor me, if you will, Jason. This goes back to uh, your guy, Robert Irvine. I know you love his Fit Crunch bar. Had one okay? before the show. So he hosts a show on the Food Network called Restaurant Impossible, where he takes over a restaurant in dire straits and tries to give them a revamp and a refresh to help them start to find uh, a way to put a good product out and to make customers want to come in, okay? This whole thing with the defense reminds me of a restaurant impossible situation, okay? The GM is the same. It's Kalani Sitake. But he has hired 
a new chef, okay, mm -hmm. in Jay Hill, and a new sous chef in Sione Puha, and another sous chef in Kelly Papinga to come in and give this place a facelift. Okay, there's new decor, they bring in new lighting. It's like, it looks, it's gonna look a lot better. There's a new menu. Um, a bunch of different items that you can, you want to call the new menu, the new players, new tablecloths. Okay. <laughs> okay. But it is not going to fix everything overnight. People will be understandably excited because if you see a rundown defunct restaurant and then all of a sudden you give it a new facelift, it looks brand new. The lighting is great. New tablecloths. Okay. New chef. It's very new, important. New menu. It's just new energy, yes, right? Yes. New energy, new pricing system. Everyone's bought it. It's going to be great, you know? But now you think about where BYU is going, okay? In this area, Jason, there are several largely successful established chains also building brand new restaurants around the facelift restaurant in the Big 12, yes. okay? So it's going to be tougher. While it's all there, it's just now you're competing at a much higher level, and you've got new businesses coming in, we need to give it time, Jason. I, I, I am a little bit worried about this because I, I, I'm as excited as anybody, but expectations-wise, you have to give Jay Hill time. Give him at least another full year to recruit. Let the transfer portal open up again in a few weeks in the spring and see what else he can bring in there. Look, I, I, I think... We're, we're saying these things that you, I think most people understand that. They're, do well, they? I, <laughs> I do. I think most people realize that it's not going to be like somebody flips a switch and you're, it's going to be a complete 180 or 360, Carmelo. Mm, nice. uh, a complete 180 from, from last year to this year. You're going to see improvements. But you, you can't expect it to, to be a finished product in just a couple of months. You can get better and you can see vast improvement. Yeah. But it's not going to be a finished product year one. It's going to take time. And that, that's, it's going to take time in terms of learning the scheme. It's going to take time in bringing in personnel. You mentioned the recruiting part of it. That is an ongoing thing. That never stops. Give them at least a full recruiting cycle, meaning a, a minimum full year. Yes. Full year. And that doesn't mean that you can't have high expectations. We all want the best for our team. We all want BYU to go out and win every game they play. And every time they lose, it hurts. But we're also realistic to know it's sports. Sure. And there's going to be some there's going to be some growing pains especially when you're taking such a big leap like BYU is. And I think most fans understand that. That doesn't mean that they always like it or in the moment <laughs> are cool with it, but I think they understand it. Yeah, I, the key to happiness, how many times can we say it on this show, is managing expectations. That is the key to happiness in life in so many ways. <laughs> if BYU had a bottom fourth defense overall in most analytics, what's a fair expectation? I'm hoping that BYU goes from a defense that's rated somewhere between 90 and 110 to somewhere between 60 and 70. That is, I'm excited to see what that will Entail. That's and a big jump. That is a big jump. So that, that, but that's I think that is a realistic that's jump. That's kind of where I am with this whole excitement, expectations, context, as it pertains to the defense specifically. The offense is already going to be a top half offense. Can the defense move to middle of the pack instead of bottom fourth of college football? If they do that and do it in the Big 12, Jason, that might be 
dang, the, the best accomplishment that they have altogether is that on the defense side of the ball, as you ramp up the schedule and it gets more difficult and you still are able to improve your defensive metrics that much, then we then you know what? We should throw a party for Jay Hill. Seriously. Yeah. We should throw we should absolutely throw a party for him after the season. All right. We're all excited. We're all excited for the new tablecloth. Manage your expectations. Come on. Restaurant Impossible, Robert Irvine. <laughs> Where is he? At least we know what. At least we know what Spencer watches when he's not, watch, you it's know, a, watching it's sports. It's a great show. If you watch it, I guarantee you. I have not watched it. I've watched something similar, because there are similar shows. <laughs> um, but yes, our question of the day: Is there anything that has you more excited about BYU football than this new look defense? At CL underscore Living says, I'm pretty excited to watch all the BYU football that I can on BYU TV this Friday. Shameless attempt to get mentioned on the program to plug Friday's scheduled lineup. It worked. <laughs> spring scrimmage. It worked. And the alumni game. Nice. Hashtag BYUSN to join the conversation, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Speaking of, join us on Friday for a two-hour BYU Alumni Day special as we talk with alums like John Beck, Austin Colley, and even though Jerem has protested it, we will make time for Dennis Pitta at noon Eastern time Friday on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Coming up. Alumni game participant, longtime friend of the program, Brian Logan joins us in the studio. Is he too excited for the new look BOA defense? And what are his expectations? This is BOA Sports Nation. Brian Logan had a shot at it, and Joe Sampson stepped in. The man, the myth, the legend, alumni game all-star, Brian Logan there as we come back into BYU Sports Station. He was excited or upset with that <laughs> highlight. We can ask him alongside Jason Shepard. I'm Spencer Lynch. Brian, in that moment as you watch highlights from last year's alumni game, as as you knock away a pass and in, in that specific frame with Alevi Hiva, are you mad or are you excited right there? Um, um, I was I was a little bit of both. I was mad because I dropped I dropped the interception. And, um, you know, I was excited because obviously I got a pass breakup. But then I, I stopped and I realized, like, man, this is my only chance to get an interception. <laughs> that was my chance right there. And then I started feeling the cramps. The cramps came in. And Pickle juice. It, it, well, see, this is where I messed up is because I came into the locker room a little bit late. And I had, you know, two uh, jars of, of pickles. And I was drinking it. Everybody was like, oh, that's a good idea. Let me get some. I'm like, sure. <laughs> Sure, sure. And, you know, at that moment when I got up and I started cramping, I was like, see, this is what, happened. This is what I get for sharing. You know, I should I have I shared. I should have kept it all to myself and, and had a selfish moment. So You needed more pickle juice? I needed more pickle that's, juice, yeah. that's Okay. You know, when I was playing, I had my own, I had my own bottle, my own pickle juice bottle. Like, it was in a, in a little Gatorade bottle, and it had, it had, you know, Brian Logan on it. And it was only mine. And it was pickle juice. <laughs> You need to go to like Costco and get one of those gigantic pickle jars and then drink that <laughs> amount of pickle juice. No, I know. I've been I've been started now. I started yesterday. So I'm I'm ready. I'm I was going to say, did you learn your lesson? Are you I, ready for Friday with your own personalized pickle juice bottle and all? Absolutely, man. I'm I'm uh I'm about to go work out right now with Rob Daniel and some of the the corners just to get ready. My first workout on the field since literally that game. So, okay. um, you know, trying to step it up a little bit. Haven't wore the color royal all all week. It's, I'm, it's Cause you're on Team Navy. 
I'm serious, man. It's, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm serious. For real. You're that guy? You're yeah. the guy that's going to go overboard in terms of the serious It's not overboard. This? It's, it's not overboard. <laughs> this, this is, look, it's a lifestyle, man. This is, this is stay of being. I'm, I'm a competitor. You know I mean? so. Do you even talk to anybody that you know is on the other team? Do you nah. even fraternize? Nope, absolutely not. We're not friends this week. <laughs> mm -mm, not friends. Don't call me. Don't text me. Nothing. Mm -mm. Don't DM me. What if somebody know? wanted to offer you money? They say, hey, I got $20. Just burning a hole in my pocket. Would you man, like it? Would man, you would you accept the twenty dollars? Man, Friday night when it's when the when the clock is zero. <laughs> buy me on. dinner. You can buy me on. dinner Please, after the game. Is your health insurance up to date? It is. Yep, I checked that. So I you're checked, good. I checked you really twice. are prepared. I, look, I got a I got a uh, I'm appointed with my chiropractor. You know, tomorrow I'm just, look, man. Brian, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious with it. Holy cow. <laughs> Are you approaching the actual football season and the new look BYU football defense with as much energy and focus and vigor as you are this alumni game? Like, and I ask that with this context, are you as intense about what BYU could potentially do on the defensive side under Jay Hill as you are about your own potential personal performance in the alumni game? <laughs> um, I, I, I think so. Um... It's a it's a different feel, man. Like being out of practice, walking around, it's you know, and I've been with with Brandon Bradley the majority of the time, and uh, I'm like, man, this is this is like a different team. And he was like, it's a completely different energy. The atmosphere is is different. Um, it's it's intense. Um, everything seems more intentional, you know, to me. Like like there's everybody's moving with the purpose. Everybody is, um, you know on the hop, so to speak, right? Um, moving in and out from position to, well, from one drill to the next drill. Um, looking back and, and, and looking at what was going on in our practice, I loved how guys would go and get reps and then go off to the side with their coaches. So there's constantly um, coaches, you know, conversating with players and, and teaching them. And then after practice was, was the most beautiful thing I've seen, actually, besides pursuits. But after practice, the most beautiful thing that I've seen was so many guys staying after practice and, and getting more and more work in. And we all know as, as athletes and, and to be elite, you have, you have to put in extra work and extra time. It's just, that's, just, that's just how life is, right? And the teams that I've been on that were most successful were guys were staying after practice. So, you know, loving to, loving to see the, the small little signs of, you know, what it takes to have a successful team. Well, look, for all the reasons that you were just talking about, that's why everybody's so excited about this defense. Now, we were talking in the last segment. Are, are, we, are we too excited without having actually seen this defense play a game? How, how, what, what do you make of that? I don't, I don't think so. Well, I mean, when you think about, I say this respectfully, how, how poorly the defense uh, performed last year, and you think about from a stats perspective, right, you know, almost last and and what every single category i think any type of improvement is going to be exciting you know for for fans and and for the team but i mean i think the biggest thing where where you can say okay is this is this hype or you know is this something real and when you go to practice you see you see the defense making plays right you see the ball being you know turned over and and to me that that's where i can say okay this is this is real right it's not just talk from the coaches or you know, talk from some of the players. At the end of the day, football is about making plays. And and as a defense, I don't I don't like it's it's good to get off the field on third down. 
Um, it's it's good to have three and outs, um, but I want I want sacks. I want tackle for losses, and then I want the ball back. Like give me the ball. That's what I that's what I want, and I've been seeing that at practice. So I could say you know from from that perspective, that makes me the most excited. Okay, excitement is one thing. Are we expecting too much? In one, like I feel like BYU fans and fans in general, because the word in itself, in and of itself, fanatic, yeah. makes people kind of just go to extremes, yeah. right? Are we putting too much pressure on the defense specifically and expecting too much? Just one year removed from a scenario you said you called poor. That's tough, man. Because I'm putting a lot of pressure on them, and my expectations are up here. Um, I I think. What's interesting is the skill set and, and the type of athletes that BYU has, um, I, I think, really elevated to me being in practice. Um, I, I think they've always had these players and these pieces, but if you don't have the, the right scheme with them, I mean, it's really irrelevant, right? If you, if you have a corner that is a zone, a zone guy that is in a man scheme, he's not going to be successful, right? And so I, I think with this new scheme coming in, um, it, it fits the profile of a lot of these athletes that are on the defensive side. And so now I go, wait a minute. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could do that. Where did this come from? Where'd that come from? And so my expectations as I'm seeing, you know, these things happen are rising and rising and rising. And, and so I think, you know, for, for the sanity of fans, they probably should go in and say, okay, you know, it's probably going to be a rocky start in the Big 12. We probably slow build, right? Exactly. But for me, I've seen it. Like, I'd, I'd be disappointed. I'd be disappointed if if th this defense performed like they did last year. Look, the other the other part about it is, look, and, until we see this defense on the field, the one thing we can go on is what the players are saying. You're seeing it with your own eyes. You hear the players talk about how much they like this new scheme. Yeah. They are energized. And I think that's a reason why fans are so excited. It's because they see that the players who are involved in all of the on the field stuff, yeah. they're excited about it. And I think that that's warranted, absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, it, what's, what's, what's interesting is, you know, you can go and, and look at the posts that the, the football social media team is, is putting out, right? And you could see these highlights to kind of back it up, uh, some of the interviews that these players are having. Um, but I, I watched one the other day um, of, of Coach Hill and the attention to detail that, that you know, he was mic'd up um, during practice. And the attention to detail this man has is, is unbelievable. Um, you know, teaching DBs that, hey, make sure when your nose is, is over your toes to have an extra drive step to gain a little bit more ground. And I, that's something that I, I feel like maybe this team last year didn't really have, right? Um, guys that are real true technicians and, and guys that focus on those small little details. Um, and, and I loved how, you know, he brings, he, he was bringing his energy in practice, but still, you know, had the ability to, to teach. And there was multiple, you know, situations where he was teaching and he approached every single, you know, player that he was teaching with a different type of conversation. And it reminded me of Bronco, you know, Bronco would come to me and say, you know, would bring me and Andrew Rich over, he'd say five words to me, you know, because, you know, you know me, I need, I learn with pictures and doing things, right? Like, I have a hard time reading, you know, all this stuff. So you got to, you got to put, you got to dumb it down to me. And then he's sitting there talking to Andrew and giving him an entire paragraph and an essay of, of, you know, of teaching and, and, and correcting. And so, you know, 
Bronco, I always felt was a, was a good coach because he could relate to a player on that one-to-one level. And, you know, I saw that in, in, in that clip. So, you know, I, I feel like most coaches that are successful, you know, can, can do it on that personalized individual basis. Okay, Brian, let's a uh, couple of quick hitters as we close out. First, can we quantify your expectations? And I'm going to do it with this caveat. Let's break college football's defenses into four quadrants, okay? Yeah. BYU, if you look at any major defensive metric last year, efficiency, havoc rate, sacks, turnovers, they were bottom quarter of college football, okay? And so bottom 33, okay? You break it in, so four times 33 is 132 college football teams. What, how much of an expectation? Do you expect BYU to be in the top half? as an overall defense? Is it okay if they jump up one spot and they have a defense that's ranked somewhere between, you know, 67 and 95? When you first said this to me, the first number that jumped out to me was 75. Okay. You know, so nearing the middle. Nearing the middle, I I think, I think, I wouldn't say that's, that, that would be successful. I think anything top 50 is, is, would be successful. Do you expect top 50? I expect it, yeah. In one year? Yeah. Under J- wow. Yeah, okay. I expect, it. I expect it. That is a lofty expectation I, I expect for it. sure. You know, the difference when I played, I, I, we, we had the football IQ, a lot of us, right? But we didn't have the intangibles. We weren't 6'3", you know, running 4'3s like these guys. These guys already have that. They're already 6'2", 6'3", you know, running in 4'4s now, as, you know, as we see in the, in the pro day, right? Um, these guys are, are, are already athletic, and I think now with Jay Hill, they're, they're starting to get mm. the football IQ up. All right, you know what I expect from you in the alumni game? If it comes down to the final play, <laughs> you knock the ball down and don't let Brian no, Kill catch I'm, it. I'm, no, I'm, no, he's on my team. I think he is. Is he Navy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. See, that's how, that's how focused I am, man. <laughs> I don't even know who's on my team or not. I'm just, you, you don't even know royal. who to not talk if you, to. If you wear a royal, you're right. I'm not talking to nobody. <laughs> If you wear a royal, I'm not talking to you at all. I'm just, you know what? I'm just, I'm focused about this and jump ropes. Um, I like it. You know, so, yeah. Hey, Brian, good Thanks, luck Brian. in the alumni game. Thank you. Take some karma, bro. I, yeah, I need it. And some pickle I, juice. You I, need it. I, I yes. Need it. I, I do need it. And, you know, Uncle Dave said that if I get a pick, he'd let me back on AFR this year. So, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. <laughs> some work to do. Thanks, Brian. All right, you can watch Brian Logan and other former BYU greats as they compete one more time at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Coming up on Friday's alumni game, you can watch the game live 7 Eastern on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. Up next, an ESPN draft expert has released a seven-round mock draft. Where does he have Blake Freeland, Jaron Hall, and Puka Nakua going? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get great content throughout the day, follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. He is Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton. What time is it again? It's time to whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. When you have extra time, you come out with seven-round NFL <laughs> mock drafts. Okay. And there's a new one that has come out on ESPN.com. It has Blake Freeland being drafted in the second round. I love it. I love it. 47th overall. I love that spot. By the uh, Commanders? Uh, by the Commanders, okay. yes. Uh, Jaron Hall and Puka Nakua being drafted in the sixth round. Would you be okay if that was the actual outcome? Eh... 
I feel like Jaron has earned better than a sixth round draft pick. To the Patriots, by the way, and Puka to the Cardinals. I wouldn't mind Jaron playing for the New England Patriots. He feels like a guy that is in that cerebral category that Bill Belichick and his staff would love to have. Um, Puka feels about right. Sixth or seventh round, um, he's going to be a steal. Once people see who he is and his athleticism, that's great. The only one that bothers me there a little bit is that Jaron is in the sixth round. I feel like he's earned better than a sixth round draft grade and draft pick. I I'm with you. Uh, I love the Blake Freeland um, pick in the early part of the second round. I love that. And that might be ambitious. He's right now, I think most people have him going in the third right. round. Which, which again is fantastic for him. He's going to make a lot of money regardless. Um, I, I agree with you on Puka in terms of where, I, I, you know, fifth, sixth round, like in there. But I, I'm with you on Jaron. I, I think I think he's better than a sixth round draft pick as a quarterback. I, I think he could be a fourth or fifth round guy. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, maybe it comes to the sixth round and his name is still up on Again, the board it's and fit. it's available. But if he, if he, if he goes to the, stays to the sixth round but goes to a really good fit, yes. what, at Patriots, I, I, I don't hate him going to the Patriots. Now, the other problem, though, is you're dealing with a young quarterback that's already there. It's true. I'll remind everybody about this. We were all kind of like, ah, Tyler went in the fifth round. Anybody care that Tyler Algier went in the Nobody fifth cares. round of the Falcons? He now? went to the perfect team for him. He found the perfect fit. That's and it's about. now the bell cow in that backfield yeah. for the Falcons. Yep. BYU football posted a video of this pass from quarterback Jake Retzloff, who is now healthy. Great to have him on the field. To tight end Anthony Olsen. Jason, what's better, the pass or the catch? Look, both are elite. I uh, Because it, it's very reminiscent of uh, my guy Patrick Mahomes. I knew you were going to do this. I'm going to go with the pass. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like the contortion of the body and the crafty play and footwork by Retzloff, but I mean, to grab that, you got to have strong hands. So I'm, you know, just to differentiate a little, I'm going to go with the catch right there. You got, because if he doesn't catch it, it's not a highlight. True. Very you true. You got to complete it. All right. New York Jets head coach Robert Sala says that Zach Wilson will be the backup quarterback. Yes. Going into next season. Is this the best scenario for Zach? If he's learning behind Aaron Rodgers. 100%. This is a great scenario for Zach, and I think he will take it in stride. Having spoken with the Wilson family, and Zach was a pro day, and talked to his dad, Mike, if Aaron Rodgers is the guy that can now mentor Zach in this backup role with the Jets, yeah. If he's willing to mentor, and I think I think they have a decent they have relationship. A good relationship. Yes, they have a good they relationship. They have a good relationship. So, yeah, I think this could be really, really good for Zach. Learn for a season or two under one of the goats yes. at the position. Yeah, first ballot Hall of Famer. If you Come have on. an opportunity to learn from him. And look, and also take some of the pressure off. Now, I know he's not a guy that wants the pressure off, but it, it may be the best thing for him. And look, and then if it doesn't work, you, then you go look for other places where, where you are a good fit. Jason, remember when, need you. when Zach was the guy as a freshman and it was awesome, and then he kind of took a dip and Fans started to turn on him a little bit, and they said, oh, maybe Zach's not the guy at BYU. Put in Jaron Hall or somebody else. And then Zach reemerged again. Maybe this is the yep. scenario and the story arc he needs in the NFL to relive what he went through at BYU. Hot start, a lot of hype, and then just not great injuries. And then he was awesome again. Good analogy. Maybe this is what Zach needs in the NFL as well. I like that. Conference USA has the potential to have champions in the CBI, NIT, and the NCAA tournament with Florida Atlantic. Is the Big 12's crown as the best basketball conference in jeopardy? 
Uh, I'm not going to dignify that question or response. Let's move on. <laughs> Take it away. Gymnastics faces Boise State tonight for a chance to move on to the four-team pod in the NCAA regionals. Will the Cougars extend their season Yes, they, they're going to do it. Brogan Evanson has the karma. She's distributed to uh, all of the women on the gymnastics team. Their stars are going to show up. Elise Rollins, Anissa Alvarado, who will, we have a deep blue special on a little bit later in this show. That the stars are going to show up. They're going to do enough, Jason, to best Boise State and get into the four-team meet later in this week. The Cougars are moving on. The season continues. I'm buying the karma. They got the karma. Let's go. The NFL has changed several rules, including one that will now allow players to wear the number zero. Which former BYU player in the NFL should take advantage of this for next season? Honestly, it feels like a Jamal Williams number. A zero? Like, like that just seems like just something he would, have, number. he would have some fun with. Yeah, like I personally am not, I, I would never want zero as my number. Okay. But look, Cody Epps has zero. He rocks it well. He rocks it well. And I'm expecting, you talk about expectations. I have massive expectations. Okay. I am so excited for Cody Epps. All right. Z zero for me, it's it's not my thing. But yeah, maybe, maybe Jamal Williams. He could have some fun with that. Yeah, you have to have a big personality to wear zero. We can see like like Damian Lillard in the NBA, it's yes. not necessarily a zero. He looks at it as an O for Oakland and yes. Ogden. Yes. So like, you can have some fun with stuff like that. You, but you're right, you need you need a big personality. Yeah. So I was gonna go with Jamal Williams as well. Like if he shut up with the number zero, just to be different. Yeah. Because that's what he does. Uh, but if not Jamal, maybe like Kyle Van Noy. I think Kyle's got a big personality too. And uh, he could embrace a number zero thing. Yeah. Well, see, he was eight last year with the with the Chargers, the Chargers right? Yes. Eight. Yes. Yeah. So he went single digit. Let's go. Was keep, three, keep, obviously three here. Keep it with the single digits. I like it. I like it. All right. Friday, the football scrimmage is live on BYU TV at five Eastern as the Cougars roll out a new quarterback and a new defense. People are certainly talking about it. I can't wait for overreaction Monday after the spring scrimmage. That will not happen. <laughs> Never happens. Up next. Take a look into the life of, as promised, BYU gymnast Anissa Alvarado. She's a bars specialist and has quite a journey to BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We're live in Studio B. Hard work is an Alvarado family value. And BYU gymnast Anissa Alvarado has taken that value to break down barriers in her family as well as during her career at BYU. This is Deep Blue featuring the bar specialist, Anissa Alvarado. My grandparents, they immigrated from Honduras and Mexico. They came over here obviously for a better opportunity to try to improve themselves. So my mom, she didn't know any English, and she just made an effort to watch Sesame Street with me, do my homework, and so on. My parents went up to a third grade education, and uh, they had to start working from there. And then from there, my mom had like three jobs and kind of struggled. She lived in the car for a bit with my brother, because she actually lost custody of me and my sister. So in the end, she ended up trading her car for us. There's a lot of stories of them working in the field from picking cotton <laughs> to uh, selling uh, soda at the, on the corners, you know. 
you know, in the end, she was always like very insistent that, you know, we know how to fend for ourselves and know that as we get older that we don't depend on other people. Their work ethic was very strong. I remember my dad, he cut his hand right before work. I was scared he's got to go to the hospital, no? straight to work. Keep yourself busy, show that you're needed, show that you have value to the company that you're working for. He showed me that, hey, no matter what, we, we have to work. We have to feed the family. I applied to colleges, I got accepted to colleges, but, you know, we couldn't afford college. And I didn't know, and of course my mom didn't know, being an immigrant, that there's resources out there to help you apply for things, you know, scholarships. I didn't know any of that, so I never <laughs> did any of that. So I started looking for jobs and I got hired. My parents did work a ton. It was a lot of just like me and my sister going to school, going to practice, 10 o'clock at night we're eating dinner and then doing homework and going straight to bed. But yeah, it was pretty difficult. They were working really hard so that me and my sister can have these opportunities that we did. I had to take every opportunity I could from working sometimes 24 hours and I see my daughter right there doing homework after practice. On the evenings and weekends, we would do a lot of homeschooling that we can and kind of, you know, because they were so busy sometimes around Monday to Friday that even Saturdays and Sundays we'd be catching up. It just showed me that like, Wow, like, we can really, like, do anything as long as we put all of that time and effort. It always tells us, like, hey, look, you're working hard, I'm working hard, let's do this. The reason I kept going was because I had this focus and this dream that I wanted my kids to go to college. I wanted something for them. I want them to do something. Because, like, seeing where my parents started and all of that work that they put in to get, like, me and my siblings to where we are, that just took so much. I always tell it to yeah, my kids, our brothers, we do work hard and we tend to show that. We we don't quit. And that's one big thing. So we, we're tired. We still gotta put that effort to work no matter what. Utah really is its own little bubble. It's very homey here. It's beautiful. I fell in love with the team. I love the coaches and decided that this was this was the right place for me. When Anissa got <laughs> accepted to BYU and, you know, was ready to go, I was extremely happy. It was like a dream come true because, you know, it's something that I've always wanted. Not that it was for me, <laughs> but for her to have these, like, goals in life that I couldn't have, like, I wish, you know. Receiving that letter was an amazing experience. Like me and my my family were so excited. My parents were so happy for me. That was my number one goals. I want to see them go to college. Uh, that's what I wanted, you know? So yes, it was a huge win for me. To be able to go into someone's home and to say, you know, you're great at your craft and we want you to come and we're gonna make you even better. I think that's really special. And then to provide those opportunities you know, uh, you see, you know, families that can't afford college. It's not something you're giving, you know, it, it's something that has been earned through all that years of sacrifice. That's an, uh, another amazing feeling to get a full ride, you know, because we obviously wouldn't be able to give her a big expensive school. It's a sense of relief and a great feeling that uh, she's going to a great school. In the sport of gymnastics, you know, injuries happen and they happen frequently. We've seen her get banged up throughout the course of a gymnastics season, pulled hip flexors, sprained ankles. 
coach guard, which I'm glad he gave uh, Anissa a chance. He's seen Anissa hurt and Anissa not competing all events, and he still knew that she can excel at least in one event and maybe try to push her for others and gave her that opportunity. She's a fighter and she's just so tough. And she's able to just kind of persevere and work through kind of the, the grittiness that's competition gymnastics. You know, she's built that layer of trust that, you know, if she can go, she's gonna go. Nothing's gonna hold her back. It's been quite a ride. <laughs> I competed two weeks after I dislocated my knee just so I could prove to people that like, hey, like I'm still in this. I am a really good gymnast and I can do this. I'm gonna do everything that I can. She pushes through everything and keeps on going. Finally figuring out exactly more on what she wants to do and is working hard to achieve that along with gymnastics and continuing to do what she's happy doing because she does love doing it. I was at a restaurant. It went past my mind that uh, she was gonna compete. So they had the TV, so I go, can you put it on such and such channel? And sure enough, right before she competed, I'm super excited. I'm like, there's my daughter. And people around were like, no way, no way. Oh, that was that was amazing feeling. It's to see her live is indescribable. I'm so proud of my parents and I'm so proud of my grandparents for all the hard work that they've put for me to be here. And I just hope to make them just as proud. What a story, Anissa Alvarado representing Rancho Cucamonga, California and repping the Y at regionals back in Southern California. She's in Los Angeles and I'm imagining she's gonna have a nice crew there to watch her compete and perform on the bars. She's been chasing a 995. It's been elusive for her. She's right on the cusp. Wouldn't that be something if she was able to put it together today against Boise State? Unbelievable story. And I, I think the, the thing that I enjoyed the most was seeing the joy that her parents oh, and, and certainly her mom, the joy that they take in her success. And I think all of us that are parents, you understand that. You understand when, you're, when your children succeed, you, you are so happy yeah. for them because you can see down the road where maybe in the moment they can't. And uh, that's, that's, that, was, that was pretty cool to Amazing. see the way the family supports her. Yeah. And she, the, the, the way they enjoy her success. She's going to be the first in her family, not just to go to college, but to get a degree from BYU and do so as a, as a full scholarship athlete. An amazing story and uh, just a ton of sacrifice to get her to this point. So I thought that was really fun. Yeah, let's hope it keeps going after tonight. All right. All right, BYU men's volleyball looks to continue its undefeated 10-0 home record, hosting USC coming up Thursday and Friday night at 9 Eastern time. Both of the matches can be seen on BYU TV and the app. Who has earned the elite voice of the day? And are they as excited about the new look BYU defense as Jason Shepard and me? We'll discuss next on BYU Sports. The blue goggles, where are they <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast. While you're there, please subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, we're managing excitement and expectations. Is there anything that has you more excited about BYU football than the new look defense under new defensive coordinator Jay Hill? 
at CDShan99 on Twitter says, I'm excited to be in the Big 12 and love our new defensive coaching staff from top to bottom. Excited for this year and what the future years hold on defense and recruiting. And that is the future years. That's, that's where I put the emphasis. Give this staff time to recruit and bring in new blood and work through the transfer portal. Just, just give Jay Hill longer than a year <laughs> to turn BYU's defense into a bottom fourth defense and, and get him up towards the top fourth of college football. Look, and I, I said this when we started the show. I think most people understand that. P- people realize that it's going to take a little bit of time. Now, I realize we, we are in a win now in, and in we want society, everything now. In our society? society I get it. Are you sure? <laughs> Look, we're, we're all that way. We all want, we, none of us want to wait for anything. But I think people realize what BYU is doing is a, it's a pretty big deal. And so it's going to take some time, and that's okay. Okay. Chris Wetzel on Twitter says, just from the few clips that you see of Coach Jay Hill, you can see he brings energy and enthusiasm to the field. I haven't put on pads for 15 years, and seeing after seeing those clips, I was ready to suit up. Friday can't come soon enough. Of course, we've got the spring scrimmage and the alumni game to look forward to. All right, our Elite Voice of the Day presented by PAX. Healthcare Elevated comes from the Crowall on Instagram. Says, uh, in terms of what has you more excited than the new defense, the Big 12 logo on the field. By the way, they could probably charge admission for the release of the Big 12 logo on the field. I know I'd pay for it. I'd, I'd pay to go to the field and watch that. You better believe Just I would. Just watch the tarp move like, there's the logo. All right. It is $12 to get in. How about that? <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Who deserves it today, Jason? How about we give it to the BYU gymnastics yes. team? Good luck for them uh, today in L.A. Beat the Broncos. Our right. thanks to today's guest, Brian Logan. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This and all of our shows are on demand on BYUSN.com. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Mackenzie Johnson Halliday. We'll see you tomorrow back here in Studio B. Go Coops! <laughs>